You talked about uh, Tim McGraw a little bit. Obviously, he was big in, in you signing, I think, with uh, Curb Records there early in your, your career. Can you elaborate on that relationship, how it got started, and, and where you kind of stand with Tim today? Um, he was working with my producer, Byron Gallimore, who was not my producer at the time. Byron heard me on a radio show singing some live performance or whatever and contacted me. So then Byron and I went into the studio to cut some songs. We recorded some songs to see, like, you know, he wanted to, like, uh, hunker down into, like, what is your style? Like, what do you sound best singing? So we sing all different kinds of songs. And so he was playing those demos, those recordings for Tim McGraw while they were in the studio. And um, he's, like, producing them. And Tim became a fan of my voice. And so then we met. And he's like, man, I love the recordings you're doing. And we kind of became, you know, like, acquaintances that way. And I'd always see him at Byron's office when he was recording or when I was working down there, or writing, and uh, we just became friends. And so after he had success with Indian Outlaw, uh, 300 years ago, he's like, you know, I'd like to help Jody. I'd like to produce the stuff that you're doing with her. And so he came in to co-produce my first, well, my, my records. <laughs> You'd end up singing together on some songs, including Bring On the Rain, a duet with Tim that came out in 2001 and became a number one hit for you. Beautiful song. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it's funny because he was like, you look where both of our where our careers were at that point. I mean, he was screaming hot, and so his career was screaming hot. I mean, and so he uh, was like, "Hey, do you mind if I go in and just toy around with some backgrounds on this song?" I was like, "Yeah, no, don't mind at all. Go for it." <laughs> And then it became what it is now. So I was so grateful he did that. I wish we had time to talk like about uh, all of your songs, but you've done so many great things throughout your career. Nine number one hits. Uh, do, do you have a favorite per- song personally, Jody? No, but my honorable mention would be um, I Give It Him's Busted, and I mentioned that because it was written by Joe Diffie. Oh. And um, it was written and recorded by him before I recorded it. And his label at the time was like, no, we're not going to release this. And so it ended up being an album cut. And somebody's like, man, we really love this song and think that someone should release it. And so they played it for me and I recorded it. We did, you know, uh, non-explicit versions and whatever. I don't know. And then we did a couple versions of this song. And and it came out as a huge success for me. And I will forever be grateful because that was another resurgence of my career. That song was another like, okay, here she is again. You know? (laughs) And so I will forever be grateful to Joe Diffie and his amazing songwriting ability. I'm not sure I ever knew that that was written by Joe Diffie. That's interesting. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Like the rest of us, I'm sure you were stunned by his passing. And this has been a tough year for that. Charlie Daniels, Kenny Rogers, John Prine. Yeah. I mean, it's just been, uh, it's, yeah. I can't have no words. I have no words. It's sad. All the lights are going out, you know? No doubt. Those greats have gone on to be with the Lord, which brings me to your latest project from a couple years back. It's a song called Reckless Love, and this one leads a little more to the religious side of things, doesn't it? My life has come through so many different seasons, and now when uh, about eight years ago, I was uh, I came to know Jesus. And so, and God, and, and I spent a lot of time in His Word and prayer and worship and, and all that stuff. And I had heard this song. It was recorded and written by a guy named Corey Asbury, who everybody knows him in the Christian world, but not many people knew of the song outside of that realm. And I was like, you know what? The people that really need to, this message are the ones that have never heard it, are the ones that don't know that it really is a God and that He loves you with a love that we will never be able to comprehend because we don't have to earn it. 
just loves us because he loves us. And so that's why I recorded that song in hopes that someone would be brave enough to hear it for that one person out there that may actually need to hear that message. And so that's what happened with that song. And I'm in the studio right now working on some new stuff, which is why my voice is a little hoarse, because, man, we sang a dog out of some stuff last week. You know? <laughs> <laughs> um, but we're still singing, still uh, just keep keep checking in, because we're going to be posting stuff online and... and, and um, just releasing them bit by bit right now. Was there a singular event that kind of um, caused you to go this path in your career? Was there something that happened that opened your eyes and thought, yeah, I need to record this song? Well, it never um, comes across in words the way it was actually experienced. But there was a point when my mother became ill, my marriage was falling apart, my career was at a standstill. Like everything I built my life on of things of the world, you know, your family, your career, your marriage, your kids, your this, your that, um, had all been peeled away. And I was a, just a moment where I was on my front porch. I was not in a church. I wasn't at an altar. I wasn't, um, you know, screaming out, just going, oh, God. Uh, I was just alone. And I heard it just, I can't, I don't even know how to explain it. Not in my mind, not in with my ears, not, but I heard in my spirit, she's mine. And instantly I knew that was Jesus. I was like, that was Jesus. Like, I heard of this guy. I, I don't think I know him. And I happen to live next to a guy named Steve Green, who was a real big Christian artist. He was an older gentleman. Um, and so the next day I was rapping on his door going, you have to tell me about Jesus because she spoke to my heart yesterday, and, and, and I don't know anything about him. I mean, I know about Christmas and Easter, but I don't, I need more. I need to find out more. And so, I mean, I had enrolled in theology and ministry uh, at a, at a uh, school for theology uh, and studied under some great people and just learned more about that. And I do want to share that because there is a God that is real. He is the one true living God, and we are not even giving him the time of day. And yet he has created us, and he has loved us since before we even took our first breath. He loved us. He knew us, that spirit that's within us. And, you know, my mother just passed away a month or so, a couple months ago. And I remember standing there with my son, and my son said, she doesn't look the same. And at, at her at her funeral, uh, this might be a little morbid to your show, but it's the truth. So um, we, there was an open casket, you know, a viewing, and then we had the funeral. And it was just a family, you know, because nobody was allowed to go there. And my son says she doesn't even look the same. And I said, because that life is gone from her, and that's just her body. And when you are, have a cancer diagnosis or you face death or lose a loved one, I think it brings about the real separation of the body, of who we are here on earth, and the spirit of which God created that is in each and every one of us. And it gives a real understanding to that. So, anyway, <laughs> I know it's kind of deep, and, and, and I, I, I do write a lot. I want to try to, because I, I knew of Jesus for a long time, but I never knew him. I didn't know I heard his voice or when I heard his voice. I didn't know what his voice sounded like. It's not like my voice to you, like, la, la, la. <laughs> it's just an impression in your spirit. And one day I hope that I can get across what that really is, What that, not what that really is, but what that's like for a person like me who 
didn't grow up in church. You know, <laughs> I, was, I was raised on the streets. You know, I was, I was owned by myself all the time. And, you know, and I didn't understand all these Christian, all the Christian slang, you know. And so people would lose me when they talk about Jesus. And I just think it's so crucial to know him. I don't want people to get lost. So the only way I know to do it now is with my music. And so, yes, that's why. is because I love you. You know what I mean? I love you, Glenn. I want you to know that there's, he's there and he loves you. Jody, that was awesome. And anytime anybody wants to talk about Jesus on my show, I'm going to let them do that because the world needs more Jesus right now and all the time. So thank you for opening up about that. Sure. Thank you. And, and he loves you, man, more than you know. And I love him. I love him. <laughs> oh, yay. Jody Messina, uh, I know you got to run. You've got other interviews to get to. I, I do. I appreciate your time so much. Thank you for coming on the show, and God bless. Thank you, love. We'll see you.